Have you ever found someone in your life that you agree 100% with all of the time? No. If you answered yes to that question, you are a modern marvel because I can say with certainty the answer is no for me. I don't know about Absolutely you, but no. the answer is no for me. <laughs> it's true. It seems like <clears throat> there's always going to be something that you disagree with someone, even people you're close to, you love, your family, your friends, your spouse. There's always going to be something that you disagree on. You're never going to fundamentally agree on everything. But it seems like now with the elections and with all that's going on in the world, it is worse than ever in Christianity. You know, Jordan, <clears throat> pardon me, the thing that I have a hard time with, um, I disagree with your dad on some things. We completely agree on some things. I don't know in 40 years of marriage if it's humanly possible to agree on everything. Even his food likes and dislikes are completely different than mine. I happen to like coffee. I don't drink it much anymore, but he hates coffee. Okay, you know, he drinks a, a kind of soda that I can't even, I don't even like the smell of it. So you're not going to agree on everything, but do you agree on the important things? And, you know, your grandfather used to say, if you can believe 85%, agree with someone 85%, then, you know, that's kind of miraculous. Well, then he'd say, as a Christian, do you believe in Jesus? Can you agree on something so important as believe in Jesus? And if you can believe in Jesus, perhaps you need to reevaluate the, the, I don't know, angst, animosity, the, the discord of things that are maybe not necessarily as important as agreeing on Jesus. How do you find a way to find some common ground in a circle where it seems like in churches and in ministries all over the place, if you, if you disagree with one thing, you're just ready to chuck them all out the window. Well, and, and I think that, I know this sounds like an answer that isn't going to sound like the church, but the media has propagated so many different opinions. Now we go on certain things and, do you like my hair? Hit yes or no. Oh, for heaven's sake. Half the time I don't like my hair. You know what I'm saying? So how would I want a stranger who doesn't know how fine my hair is, how thick my hair is, how to cut my hair, how this or that? It, their opinion may be a nice opinion, but in the, in the long it's run, it's, it doesn't work because I know what my hair will and won't do. Sometimes our society has allowed us anonymously through some handle, some name, some fake name, some, my goodness, I got an account from a friend of mine that had like 10 fake accounts and she said, fake, fake, fake. And I'm like, boy, did they look real. And some of the things said on those accounts were like, <gasps> and she was horrified. Okay, we live in a society where opinions seem to be more um, out of control than they should be. The Bible's clear about one thing. They'll know we're Christians by our love walk, Jordan. Um, Beloved, let us love one another. God's love is unconditional. His love is not bios, like I love you, I love you, hearts and flowers. It's agape love. And that is a God kind of love that in spite of our differences, um, God still has a certain unconditional love for us that we are to demonstrate one to another. They'll know that we are believers of God and followers of Jesus by the way we demonstrate love. And I see people in the streets even who are trying to get their message across with chaos and turmoil and devastation and destruction. And I'm not so sure that doesn't convolute the real message. Yeah, if you're I'm, a Christian... I'm usually turned off by that. Yeah, I am. Too, I am. That's my personality. Yeah. But as a Christian, the thing that should strengthen a Christian message is a love walk. 
Well, how do we find that when it seems, at least to me, I, I, I can't, I, I run through our social media pages every so often and without fail, there's some Yahoo every day saying, I don't like what you said about this. I'm unfollowing. Well, that's your prerogative. Frankly, I don't really care that you pointed it out. It doesn't make a difference to me and I'm going to continue doing what I'm doing. But if you said one thing that's, that I said one thing, she said one thing, dad said one thing, whoever said one thing you didn't like and that's you're ready to throw the baby out with the bathwater, how are we ever going to find any common ground or are you just going to listen to no one because no one's going to agree with you 100% of the time? See if you remembered exactly what you said. How are we ever going to find a common ground? I well, think there, it seems like common ground is pipe dream these days. There you go. Satan, the Bible says, comes to steal, to kill, and to destroy. And I think what happens, if he can get us, your dad has a sermon, if he can get us to major on the minors, if he can look at the flaws. Have you ever seen, <laughs> with your dad, we have a house full of dad, one guy. We don't have a house full of guys, men, boys, anything like that. We never did. We have dad as the male figure, and then we have all girls beyond that. So, I, I mean, even our animals are girls. So we don't have anything to go by except dad's example as what I would call like, you know, the guy of the house. It's right. not a lot of testosterone. Right. He'll look in the mirror and he'll go, okay, and go. We will look in the mirror and what happens? I got a new wrinkle. Why is this? Where are my chairs doing this? I wonder how, where did that come from? How did that, how, look at that hair. There's a gray hair in there, you know. And I think that we as a society feel the emotionalism of, of women. And women emotional is one of the greatest things that God ever gave us. Our emotions allow us to feel things where dad might be more like think things. Our emotions allow us to be that, that sensitivity where I think that's a gift from God. Um, the society we live in tells us it might not be, but I think it's a gift from God. However, let's put a comma, when we take emotions out of control and all those emotions go haywire and we hear something on the news and we read something on social media then we see a magazine that oh I wish I had those shoes or oh I wish I had those legs or oh I wish I had that hair or 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 our society has taught us to focus on certain things that to me overall can be very destructive if they're not under the guise of what does God see as important? Well, how does, how does that translate into what we need to be doing better? If that is the way society is, and that's the way that we're taught, and that's the way we react to everything, how do we find common ground? How can we stop all the divisiveness that's going on in our circles if that's how society and we as a people are? We look at the scripture, I do over and over, God is love. Beloved, let us love one another. But You'll we know don't. us by our fruit. But, but we don't love each other. You know, we used to say that saying, and I don't like the saying because I've seen it so abused in the flip side. Um, you hate the sin, but love the sinner. And I've seen people hate the sin and really hate the sinner for it. I think that a message for every Christian, non-Christian, or anybody else breathing in the universe is a message of love. Because you know how they say, love conquers a multitude of sin. Love conquers this, love conquers that. Um, there's nothing like being in love. There's nothing about God's love that is so unconditional that can be compared to anything else. That simple four letter word has lost its, his, its oomph 
in our society. We've learned how to hate. We've learned how to spew vile. We've learned how to criticize. We've learned how to have comments when they're really, okay, I'm going to really show my age. You've probably never heard this saying. When I was little in school, they would say, don't forget to be a member of the MYOB club. No idea what I'm it is. I'm thrilled to say I have no clue what the make your own bread club. <laughs> it's close. Know. Mind your own business. Oh, you know, there are me. things that we should not even stick our nose in, so to speak. And when we stick our nose in and we put our opinion, does that opinion lift one another up? Jesus said, if I be lifted up, I'll draw men into me. Our society is a society to see how fast we can put somebody down. Tell them I don't like your prosperity. I don't like this. And this is in the church. Yeah, I don't that, like this message. I don't like everywhere. that message. What did God say? More from Jordan and Lindsay in a moment. If you're enjoying this Place for Miracles podcast, please subscribe and rate us. It helps spread the healing message. And remember, we want to pray for your needs today. Go to oralroberts.com prayer or call the prayer group at 918-495-7777 and let us know your prayer request. Expect a miracle today. Now let's get back to our teaching. So how do we find that love and that common ground if it seems like just nobody likes anybody anymore? There's a funny little thing in the back of your Bible that's going to require an enormous amount of work for where we are in society. It's called a concordance. Get in that concordance and look up the word love. Find out what God intended for us as a commandment. Beloved, love one another. Look at the commands where God commanded the word love. God is love. We're to be like God. Beloved, for God so loved the world. And if we catch ourselves in that critical spirit, that critical nature, that none of our business, getting out of the MYOB club, not make your own bread club, but mind your know. own business. If we recognize that God wants us to lift one another up, and if you really see all these flaws in other people, here's a good thought. Look God probably put them there on your heart for you to recognize so you could be the one praying for them. Yeah. I mean, it just seems like it's easy to nitpick. And, and frankly, we're never going to agree with everyone. I don't agree with you all the time. You don't agree with me all the time. Exactly Let alone people correct. outside, people I'm close to. Of course, I'm going to disagree. But does that mean we have to be so terribly divided? Does that mean that because we disagree on something, we can't speak to each other anymore or we shouldn't have any acquaintance or relationship of any kind? I think that's insane. If I didn't speak to people that I disagreed with, I wouldn't speak to anybody. I'd be I alone on my island. A liberal female be crucified over a comment she said about a conservative male that was her friend. And the liberals crucified her in a sense. I don't mean a Jesus crucify. I'm sorry if that word offends you because here we go, we'll get oh, comments. Oh, offends you, then just turn us off and stop but watching because frankly, you're not like anything else I have to She say. was absolutely um, vilified for her saying, I have friends outside of my social circle of liberalism, so to speak. Right. I'm Your paraphrasing it. And, and she said, I'm not going to denounce it because he's different than I am. I thought that was something that would unite the whole world. And have. it was one of the sweetest hearts and flowers. And I thought everybody would hit likes on it. And they would put little tiny hearts spewing all over. She was vilified for it. Okay. 
I think that we have not had the accountability and responsibility as a society to control our thoughts, to control our words, control our emotions, control our opinions, and therefore we spew them without even thinking, number one, of what we're saying sometimes, and sometimes not even thinking of the damage that it does to another person. I mean, look at what social media has done to bullying online. We see cyberbullying. We see children come home and, I mean, saying things that, that their mind is going to a place of, I shouldn't even be allowed to live on earth, and things right. like this as a child because nobody put a governor on the thoughts and mouths of humanity when, you know, when I was a kid, Listen, I am not one to advocate washing your mouth out with soap. I'm not going to do that. But when I was a child, I knew what Dial tasted like. I knew what Lux tasted like. Ivory was my favorite because it didn't have any flavors. I mean, I'm not advocating that. But I'm saying I was held there were accountable. for your actions. Yes. Yeah. And I think we ought to think of the hurt and damage we do and realize that in God's kingdom, you might not see it here on earth, but in God's kingdom... You might have a book in heaven full of consequences for your actions. Well, more than that, it, it is our job as Christians to unite others and to bring others into the kingdom. Well, how are we going to do that if we can't get along with others who are already Christians? Do you think our fighting is going to entice someone on the outside to want to be one of us? Because it wouldn't entice me. If I yeah. were not a Christian and I saw a bunch of Christians just at each other's throats, why would I want to be part of that? That's dumb. That's, that's something that I, I have no desire to participate in. We have to be the example. We have to be the one showing love even when we disagree. We're allowed to disagree, but there's a way to disagree civilly, and there's a way to disagree without, you know, chucking the whole thing out the window. I'm in the middle of a long book project that you know you've watched me write, you've helped me write, you've helped me type it, you've helped me edit it, and you have helped me send it to different things that need to be sent. And that's not writing, that's simply just <laughs> And we're at the e -e 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 stage. In it, um, I talk about women in the Bible and how the women in the Bible many times had absolutely, positively nothing in common. Not socially, not economically, not politically, not in their clothing, not in this, not in that. Nothing in common. Then how come they could get in a room and be civil? The answer was they united around one thing and one thing only, and that was Jesus. If we find the Jesus as thing. the most important thing, as our common ground, you know, some of those other words out of our mouth, first of all, we might check our own words, and second of all, we might check our own importance of those words. When God gave us a voice and women... I don't know, 15, 20,000 words a day, men 5,000 words a day. I also believe that if he said we could talk that many words a day with a brain to think and a mouth to speak, we should be held accountable for those words. Well, and that's, and that's the thing. If, if you're going to throw something at someone else, and there are times that certain things need to be said. Absolutely, there are occasions for that. But before you throw it out, Take a good, hard look in the mirror and be sure that there isn't something you should point out about yourself first before you start throwing it at someone else. There's an interesting scripture that I think goes along with this. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. God says he judges us by our heart. And he said we hide his word in our heart. And then out of the heart, the mouth speaks. And he also said death and life are in the power of the tongue. And when you eat it, you eat the fruit of it. Jordan, what are we hiding in our heart? Discord, uh, hate. Um, mean words, mean-spirited words. 
um, aggressive words, hurtful words. What are we hiding in our, our heart that when they come spewing out our word, our mouth, they have a fire, they have a passion, they also have a power. And is God proud of us using our power to beloved, let us destroy one another for destruction is of God and everyone that destroys, that is not the scripture. We hide yeah. God's word in our heart. We have love of God in our heart. Out of the abundance of our heart, our mouth speaks. And our words, even Jordan, even if they have to be um, corrective, discipline, you can do that with love. Sure, and you can disagree nicely. There is a way to disagree without screaming at each other and throwing things. You can disagree with someone civilly. And the same goes true in Christian circles. You can disagree about theology or about something someone's preaching this or that and still be civil about it and you don't have to throw the baby out the bathwater and, and you, you don't know, have to make everyone hate us we're already in the minority we're already a hated group in society as it is just by being christians let's not make it worse for ourselves by squabbling like children i heard a story i i apologize in advance if i'm not quoting it properly but the person i heard the story from was oral roberts your grandfather and he oh, was he talking. Gone. He ain't going to complain about it now. He's not going to complain about it. But he did say something very interesting once, and he said he was listening to a story about Billy Graham talking about communism versus Christianity, and the person that was defending the communism over Christianity said, we'll outlive Christianity. And he said, why? And the comment was, because you guys, we agree, we agree on their cause, so to speak, and he right. said Christians. They're united and they're we are united. united. That was the word. And I Christians can't seem to agree and be united around a cause with the same passion of communism. Well, and I thought, wow. And I have never forgotten that. And I thought, you know what? If we have a voice and if we have a word and if we disagree and if we whatever for this cause, the Bible's very clear. David said, is there not a cause? What's the cause? The cause of Christ. And if we'll unite around the cause of God, the cause of Christ, I think we will take accountability for our words after that yeah. and realize some of the things we disagree on. Jordan is, I'm going to say a minimum of 5'8", and I'm going to say I am over five feet. Let's <laughs> just stop right there because she's rolling her eyes, and I know what she'll say. No, you're not, Mother. But with shoes and my hair ratted up, I could hit that five foot three mark. And maybe. And so we're never even going to agree on how tall we are. There's a difference. She has blue eyes. I don't. She and I are different in a lot of ways. So right there, we're not robotic. We're going to have differences of opinion. And well, we should, because to me, that makes the world a very interesting place. But the way we deliver it needs to be with love. Well, and our Christianity whether we nitpick or we disagree on some things. It doesn't mean we throw the whole thing out. And that certainly doesn't mean that we sit around and nitpick each other and others in Christian circles. There may be things you disagree with and there are ways to do that civilly, but boy, I've just never seen a group of people who fight more than Christians. You know what? Aren't we supposed to be the example? One day I asked in a church, a really big church, a church service, I said, if you are really, really, really suffering and kind of basically don't believe in healing, and, but, you're, but you're sick, stand up. If you are suffering financially, but you don't believe in prosperity, stand up. Oh my goodness, the room was just full of people standing up. And I said, Christians are not supposed to be the sickest, poorest bunch on earth. We're also not supposed to be the ones bickering and we're supposed to be the ones demonstrating, beloved, let us love one another under the agreement of the umbrella of love. Right, so how do we 
close that gap. How do we stop being so divisive? We take a good hard look in the mirror before we spew something at someone else. We remind ourselves that we are to be the example. We are to be the mature adults and stop acting like little spoiled children. We are to be the love example to show the world what Jesus came and did for us and did for them. We are to be the example of all those things. Yeah. How, how else do we show the world what we are here to do? And get your Bible out, go to that concordance, look at the word love, and when you do, ask God to infuse into you what his opinion of love is so that as you hide God's love in your heart, you demonstrate that to one another. Yeah, that's good advice. Thanks for tuning in today. Remember that we are to be the example of love. How do you be the example? Well, go show someone love. Doesn't mean that you have to go love them, but it means we are to be the example of love. Do something kind for them, pray for them. What would Jesus do in the situation that whatever it is you find yourself in, how would he act? How would he show kindness? How would he show grace? How would he respond to someone he disagreed with? It's a good question to ask yourself before you do anything, really. But remember, exactly. we are to be the example of love. So go out there and show love today. Thanks for tuning in. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss anything. And we'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to this podcast. We wanted to let you know that we have a free listing of healing and wholeness scriptures to help you build your faith. Just go to oralroberts.com slash bookstore to download your free copy. And if you need prayer, call 918 918- Four nine five seven 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 seven, or go to oralroberts.com/prayer.